Today on The Topping Show, Target gets bomb threats from the far left, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A utilizing geofencing, Hyundai and LG to build a battery plant, Apple shutting down their photo stream, Aragorn is now black, Montana governor signs law to define gender, and French minister threatens to shut down Twitter. All that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topic Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and service company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see the founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, that's that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can use a little assistance. You can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have McDonald's and Chick-fil-A both using an app so that they can geotrack their customers and serve their customers their food faster as well as hotter. Now, this is just further utilization of companies using technology to further bolster their customer experience. And the particular technology they're using is called geofencing. And rudimentary speaking, that's where if you have the app downloaded, once you enter a certain geography or a certain area around a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, they get an alert saying, hey, Bob is you know five minutes from here. Let's get his order at the front of the line. Now, it'll be interesting to see how this affects customer experience. Probably going to be a big improvement since if they know you're right around the corner, in theory, they'll expedite your order so it's right exactly when you get there. Now, in terms of the actual rudimentary or rather the specific quote or you know what it actually does is geofencing works by using a GPS technology to set up a digital perimeter around the location. When devices such as a mobile phone enters that perimeter, it will trigger the alert notifying the restaurants of that device's location, quote unquote, straight from the horse's mouth. Now, more and more, I think this is probably gonna be a great thing for those companies, especially Chick-fil-A, they already are the industry leader when it comes to actually getting your food right, which is a rare thing in and of itself, but also getting it on time so it's ready for you. So, brilliant idea, probably bolster both their revenues. Now, other interesting business news, you have Hyundai and LG, they're gonna build a $4.3 billion plant in Georgia now the plant will be specifically constructed to bolster their EV technologies. It's gonna be for the construction of batteries for their EV vehicles. It's gonna be a joint venture in which they split the investment. Their goal is to start production by 2025. And this will be also a good thing for me in the USA, although it will probably be one of their asterisks or disclaimers where it's made in the USA with global materials. Since again, most of the lithium comes from countries not near us. Now, when interviewed, the CEO of Hyundai, Jahun Chang, if I'm butchering it, let me in the comments, but it sounded about right. He said that in a statement, this would quote, create a strong foundation to lead the global EV transition. He explained that the company wants to speed up their efforts to produce electrified Hyundai Kia vehicles in North America, unquote. For those who don't know, those are, it's the same company, kind of like how General Motors owns both Chevy as well as Buick, same parent company. Now, he further clarified, said, Hyundai Motor Group is focused on its electrification efforts to ensure its leadership position in the global auto industry, unquote. Eh, kind of. It's one of those things where they're going to need to hire a lot of engineering resources to become an industry leader. Right now, most people on the streets are going to tell you that Tesla is an industry leader still when it comes to EVs. And... You have Apple also hiring dozens and dozens of engineers 
in that field hinting that they're going to have a car coming to the forefront as well and it'll be interesting to see if they're able to really become an innovator is building your own battery technology is key because that's basically it's going to be the heart of many of these vehicles and it's going to be the foundation even a structural component some might say or gm is actually bragging about that so to make your own is a wise thing to do so you don't have to be dependent on third parties so good joint venture and thankfully you create jobs over in georgia speaking of apple apple is going to shut down their quote my photo stream unquote which i never knew existed granted i've been using android for years because i look for a good fiscal roi so and double the double the speed double the memory for about half the price ballpark and hard to say no to that also you just know apple is the most profitable company on the planet I believe in 2019 they actually beat oil companies and data companies which is astonishingly brilliant and is a great business achievement for, but from a consumer from my perspective being a consumer like well that's a lot of money they could be putting directly back in the products but that's just me and they're going to shut this feature down by july 26th this year this launched in 2011 apparently alongside iCloud as a free method of syncing pictures between different apple devices i can't imagine how much money you have to have to have multiple apple devices i know everyone's it's all about the ecosystem where you have more than one device but americans are pretty oh many people are very lucky to be in that type of position now they noted that one of the downside of that feature was that it would not sync the pics in full resolution and of course it was eventually supplanted by the iCloud photo library where as far as i know from a technological standpoint every one of your devices just needs to go to the cloud interface log in then you get access to all your pictures so makes sense also the issue is free and you're seeing this trend more and more the largest tech companies are shredding cost even google is getting rid of their free gmail and photos for people who aren't actively logging in which historically speaking i don't think tech companies really never did partially because wall street and a lot of folks who invest in those companies they look for what's the total number of users they don't always ask for how many active users there are and by the way every company has a different definition twitter just changed it so that you need to log in as well as tweet i believe once every 30 days so that your account will not become deactivated because that's their new standard i believe it used to be a couple of years or i don't even think they did it before but again you have hyperinflation and more and more of these companies are trying to figure out how do we cut cost and especially in areas where it just doesn't make sense so this is something where it sounds like no one's used it for years so they could probably kick it to the curb not many people will actually care and they did note that the photos will be there for about what are they the actual quote is the photos that users upload to the service before that date will stay in iCloud for 30 days after they are re-uploaded and users can access them and on any of the devices under the they just have to have the my photo stream quote turned on so you have some notice hopefully people read the well as you say they read the news most people listen to the news these days but hopefully people are aware so they don't lose any of their photos now going on to the culture part of the podcast target has lost over nine billion dollars in evaluation since they came out with a controversial controversial clothing line designed by a self-described satanist also the pins also said satan on them and pictured it so in this case it is very much the literal description that is accurate now they're getting a lot of backlash now 
from the left. And when I say left, I mean the leftists or the folks on the far left. Again, there's a lot, most people are in the middle or many people are in the middle these days. Now you're having actions on the far left, which of course are violent. Now, this is a tweet by, that was brought to light by a group called Gays Against Groomers. And they noted an article in which a group of trans extremists have threatened to bomb a target in Utah for removing the satanic, satanic materials as well as the LGBTQ materials targeted towards children due to the backlash. Now, last th Friday, the store was evacuated and now there's several bomb threats, which again, interesting how the violence more often than not seems to be on one side. Again, show me the evidence on the right or the conservatives. And again, just sitting there and praying is not violence. Some might say it is, and some do say it is, but last week Target was saying, oh yeah, we got all these threats on the far right. Now, we, we, they can produce a single articulate example that, said, that noted that. Now, going back to this particular case, this, and this, again, this is the email from the group. It says, quote, Target is full of censored cowards who turned their back on the LGB community and decided to cater toward homophobic right-wing rednecks, bigots, who protested and vandalized their store, unquote. Now, this is according to the email sent to Cleveland 9 for the Daily Mail. The quote goes on, we won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down, unquote. Continued. We are sending you a message and we placed a bomb in the following targets. The email continued. We will continue to bomb your targets until you stop cowering and bring back your LGB, LGBT merchandise. We will not be erased. We will not go quietly, unquote. Again, is there a single instance of anyone being hunted down these days or any actual violence? No. Again, it's ridiculous. And again, also, for decades, Target has supported the LGBT community. They support parades. They have the merch. This is a delineation from that because it is expanded into children apparel. And that's why there's a controversy. That's why they're losing over $10, $11 billion now in stock market evaluation. Just completely evacuated, just gone as people sell the stock. And again, just because you are not supporting that part of the initiative doesn't mean they're not supporting the other parts of the initiatives. And it's just fascinating to see from a cultural perspective, the side that seems to always, it's the ultimate, the uh, pot calling the kettle black, the side that always says the right is violent extremist, they're the ones literally sending bomb threats and actually executing plans of violence. And it blows my mind from a cultural perspective that more people don't see the discrepancies in these groups. And again, I'm reiterating, this are, these are leftists, people on the far left. There are people on the far right, I'm sure there's 12 of them left in it out somewhere, but it's fascinating to see people ignore that. And again, reiterating this, most people who are left are not leftists. Leftists are the far left who, again, are prone to violence, using um, emotional coercion to get their point across or to get what they want. And Target has, again, shot themselves in the foot just like Bud Light. So they pissed off the right, you've pissed off the left, confused people in the middle and probably annoys people in the middle where they're bringing their kids into a Target. They don't want them exposed to sexual themes. And 
I don't, it'll be interesting to see if these companies, what do they care more about? The access to easy investment and loans from banking because of the ESG scores, DEI scores, or do they care more about the end consumer and the actual customers? Time shall tell to see how many of these companies decide, but it's, it's gotten to the point where if they do nothing, so if they have no political statements at all, they will have a decreased investment score thanks to the ESG scores. So banks and companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, retirement funds, they won't invest in them, but more people might shop there. What's going to be the best solution for these businesses as they try to navigate these waters, many of them deciding to drown in those waters? Time shall tell. Now, going on to the political part of the podcast, you have Montana governor signing a law to define gender. This is Montana Governor Greg Grainforti. Grainfort. Now, he signed a bill known as Bill 458, which was signed into law May 19th. I'm going to have to read from my monitors in front of me quite a bit since there's a lot of detail here. Now, the bill states that the firm that the term female refers to a member of the human species who under normal development has XX chromosomes and produces what would be relatively large, relatively immobile gametes or eggs during her life cycle and reproductive and endocrine system oriented around the production of gametes. The bill also noted that male will mean, quote, member of the human species who, under normal development, has XY chromosomes and produce or would produce small mobile gametes or sperm during his life cycle and has a reproductive and endocrine system oriented around the production of those gametes, unquote. Now, this is very fascinating to see the culture bleeding into the politics where it's becoming, it's getting to the point where there has to be laws to actually define these things and it does matter for a myriad of reasons because there are legal cases that are going to revolve around these topics for years. If you rewind the clock back 10 years ago or even 10 months ago, one would have never thought this would be a thing. But there are quite literally scholarships being taken away because of miscategorizing or depending on what your belief system is. I don't know if you want to say it's miscategorization, fraud, whatever it is, people are losing scholarships or losing jobs because of this. And other people are gaining jobs and gaining scholarships and gaining, other people are gaining a lot of upside. So it'll be interesting to see how this progresses. In terms of a political move, it's probably a pro, I would suspect it's a pretty wise political move to make on the chessboard, so to say, just because traditionally speaking, if you look at the voting trends of Montana, they are one of the reddest states or more right states in the United States. And it is fascinating to think that gender and sex is now a political issue where if you look at who believes that who believes that you can change your gender or change your sex, those people, politically speaking, are usually on the left. And if you ask people, is sex something you're born with and you cannot change? It's immutable. It's God-given. It's what you're you are. It's in every cell and every part of your DNA. Those people are more often on the political right side of the aisle, and it's also one of those things where. Is a smart political move on his part. It'll probably get him a couple extra votes when he used up for the election. But it is also one of those things where, of all the things that government could be doing in terms of the culture is important, and I think it is important to have your state representatives fight the good fight, so to say. And all the things that get the headlines, very few people are focusing on the debt ceiling or actually decreasing spending. I'm not saying you can't do both, but... If I were gambling, man, I think the next election, 
it'll be overwhelmingly around cultural issues. Most Americans don't even think about how much debt the country is in just because it's such an unfathomable about fun, unfathomable amount of money. I mean, 30 over 31, a little bit over 31 trillion dollars. It's so much debt. And Americans just kind of ignore it. So I think it's going to be a big issue going into the 20, 2024 election for the presidential election. It's going to be huge around cultural initiatives. You're going to have to talk about inflation, talk about just jobs being lost left and right, higher cost of living. But this will be probably one of the things that everyone focuses on, both the left and the right. And let's see, interesting to see what do the voters decide. Now, other political news you have the French minister threatening to ban Twitter unless they acquiesce to their demands. Now, tyrant, I mean, French digital minister Jean Noël Bardot. Beralt noted that quote if Twitter if it Twitter if it repeatedly doesn't follow our rules will be, will be banned from the EU unquote now they recently updated the law called the European Digital Services Act and that goes into effect in August now the thing that gets my not blood boiling but gets my comes to the forefront of my attention is their phrasing around Quote, different disinformation is one of the greatest threats weighing in on our democracies, unquote, from Barat. Now, if you ever read a good book called 1984 or Animal Farm, it's one of those saying, both by George Orwell, both brilliant books of their time, and they've withstood the test of time, withstand the test of time. You've gotten to the point where everything you don't like is disinformation. You saw this with COVID. Scientists were not allowed to share their opinion if it deviated in any way from the CDC or government entities. They were silenced. They were more than silenced. They were actually banished and ostracized from society. And it's getting to the point where everything someone says, oh yeah, it's just disinformation. When someone who's American or maybe traditionally American believes in freedom, they would probably say, or no, they would say, the more information, the better. Let's have a debate. Let's have a philosophical discussion. Let the best ideas rise to the top. Give me the evidence. Show me your argument. Let's have a discussion. And of course, that's not what they want to do. And it's important to note, most countries on the globe do not have a Bill of Rights, and they have no Bill of Rights around the freedom of speech. You see this in Canada, where if you make fun of the Prime Minister, you are fined and imprisoned. And the same goes for social issues in Canada as well. So I'm especially concerned what Elon is going to do. And of course, they expanded. The um, Beralt said, quote, if Twitter doesn't follow our rules, they will be banned from the EU. And it'll be interesting. So last week, Political also noted that Twitter was withdrawing from the EU's vol voluntary disinformation code of practice. Now, one might think, wait, I thought there's a word in there called voluntary. Yes, that's very true. But it'll be interesting to see. Also, maybe people in France just used a VPN or some other technologies to mask their IP or pretend like they're in another country. You see this a lot in Russia where technically Facebook is banned in Russia, but everyone who lives there just uses a VPN so they can say they live in Ohio or wherever you are in the globe and they can use social media in that regard. There are a lot of countries that have those types of bans and easy workarounds. Time shall tell, but hopefully Elon doesn't acquiesce to censorship and he stands for what is right. And it's come to the point in time where a wise, a wise quote I greatly appreciate is, we all have to make the decision between what is easy and what is right. Time shall tell to see which decisions people make. Now,
Going on to the business blunder of the of the day, you have Lord of the Rings. Aragon is not black, which uh, it's just out of reach. I actually have Lord uh, my parents' copy of Lord of the Rings book on the sh on my shelf to the right or le my left. But yeah, if you ever read Tolkien or the actual book, that's not the case. So specifically, J.R. Tolkien does literally describe Aragon as having. Pale skin, long hair, green eyes. So this isn't one of those things where, oh, they could have been this. We don't know. We have the original, one of the most brilliant authors in history, literally describing the character. And also it was perfectly displayed and perfectly acted by Viggo Mortensen in the perhaps one of the best movies franchises in my time with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Decades later, those movies are still, even with the CGI, Great at the time, they still withstood the test of time, which is saying something as we know technology moves so quickly, sometimes things seem obsolete as the day after they're released. Now, this particular, I forget what you call it, the race swapping, there's probably a catchy cool term on the Twitter sphere I don't know about, but this is an instance where the company called Wizards of the Coast, they're changing it for magic. Now, they're the company that Historically, they were brilliant. They created Magic the Gathering, which is a cultural phenomenon in and of itself. Very big card game. Think of a knockoff of Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon with better graphics. I say knockoff, I forget which one comes first, frankly. When I say graphics, I mean graphical design or illustrations. It's a piece of paper or cardboard, if you're lucky. Now, that brand also recently hit a billion dollars in sales over the lifetime of the company, which is a huge achievement in and of itself. But a lot of people are also realizing there is a slower adoption rate of this card game. So you're selling them sell a lot more of these premium packs, like $1,000 for a deck of cards or pack of cards. And there's a lot more exclusive. I believe the most expensive trading card ever made was the Black Lotus, which is 35 plus grand, again, for a piece of cardboard the size of yay big. Which, at which point does it become does it transition or does it become art versus a game? Interesting topic or discussion in and of itself, but this company, Wizards of the Coast, has become more and more political. And the nerd, I say the nerds, I, I'm nerdy about some topics, but I should say specialists on the Twitter sphere also critique, they, they posted this on the Wizards of the Coast. They also critiqued, well, not only is that the hair is wrong, the hair is not accurate to the book, the race is not accurate to the book. But by the way, the sword isn't accurate to the book as well. And if you read the book or seen the movie, you know that the sword that Aragorn wields is very unique and very distinct. Very similar to how Sting is very distinct, which was the sword first used in The Hobbit. But I, I digress. So this is just a further interesting trend where Hollywood and these production companies are continuing to swap races, but it's... I think a lot of people are irked because it's not historically, or in this case, literally or literature accurate. But it's also always one way. I've yet to see an African American character being race, being um, portrayed as a Cuban American or a Cuban. Right, I don't know how many Cuban actors there are. I haven't got. Maybe that's my calling. But I digress. Now, Elias has to see how. What is, what is this really going to do to their sales? Now, other card strategists and card fans have noted that if you look at the demographics of who, play, who plays Magic the Gathering, uh, that's probably a more coherent way of saying this, but a lot of white folks. Now, 
other card games such as Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, a little bit more diverse. But this isn't actually, it's not attracting their core audience or it's not catering to their core, core audience. And I don't think it's gonna expand their sales that much. This isn't gonna increase their sales. And if you look at Twitter, they're getting ratio left and right, which thanks to the youth and the, um, the internet, I've learned is where, a phenomenon in which you tweet something and the replies, which are against the tweet or they're derogatory or the replies are calling out that tweet, those replies get more likes and comments than the original comp than the original posts. Hence the term ratioed. It's a great a greater number of the replies versus the original. Which is interesting. Someone actually Elon should put that as a feature. Actually have the percentage or the little fraction of the ratio. All thirteen people, including myself, would find that fascinating, I'm sure, in terms of people who are interested in that. But I digress. To the main point this act that the company has chosen is just stirring up controversy. The diehard Lord of the Rings fans are not happy with this. People are, that book is extremely important to a lot of people. And they're just being, so you pissed off your current customer based and a base, though they are based as the youth might say. But I don't see this increasing their sales one iota. It's negative press, or in this case, internet. But time shall tell to see I mean, their new, I believe the new parent company is Hasbro. They got plenty of money to make mistakes. But this is not going to increase their sales. So time shall tell. But nevertheless, that's got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Can't thank you enough. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Each one of those things greatly helps the channel grow and develop. Also appreciate the critique and the feedback. And don't forget to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. And stay safe. And fight the good fight.